I'm reading from Philippians 4, 4 to 7. Philippians 4, 4 to 7. I plead with you, Yodia, and I plead with Syntyche to be the same mind of the Lord. Yes, I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have con con tended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the, and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God will transcend all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Okay, cool. Thank you, Carla. Uh, if you're new to church or new to Christianity, we sort of get to a part of our service now where we, uh, we've read the Bible. We believe the Bible is what God has to say to us, how he speaks to us, and, and his spirit who lives in us, if we believe in him, takes these words and just plant them in our hearts and make them real and change us by them. And so we just for the next 20 minutes or so today, it's fairly short actually, um, that's what we're going to be doing. I've asked you already to share and think about what worries you, what stresses you out in life right now. No matter how small it is, no matter how silly it might seem to you, no matter how big it might be, whatever it is, I just want you to Grab hold of that in your mind for me now. What causes you a great deal of, of anxieties and stresses on a daily basis? And what I want you to do is I want you to imagine that this brick that I'm holding is representing exactly that. You know, it's that thing that you carry around day by day by day and it just is that weight that you carry. It's there. You cannot seem to escape it. And the question that I'm going to ask you this morning is, is this. What does prayer have to do with, with this weight, this worry, this anxiety, this stress that, that you carry? Uh, what's the connection between this and, and prayer? That's the series that we're in. Okay, that's the question I want to answer. And to do that, I'm going to go, I'm going to go hold on to this brick, hopefully, until we get to the relevant point. But the answer to that question about what we do about this brick is, is, is for this morning's purposes, contained in the words that Carla read to us. Uh, it's a guy named Paul. He writes to a group of Christians called the Philippians in this letter. They were stressed out to the max. Tons of bricks were what they were carrying and they had good reason to be super, super stressed out. And Paul, the 
pastor, if you like, writes to them this letter and towards the end, there's three things he says to them they must do. I'm going to look at one of those things. It's really just two sentences in verses 6 and 7 and I'm going to break them up and apply them to to you and to me today with our bricks. That's what we're going to do. First thing God says about worries, simply that. Do not be anxious about anything. Do not carry a brick. (laughs) That's the bottom line. Do not carry a brick. Do not be anxious about anything. Just for for clarity's sake, um, when it says anxious, we're not talking here about the medically diagnosed condition of anxiety. Okay, I just want to park that because it's such a big part of our world today. I forgot the stats, but you know, it's, it's, it's staggering the amount of prescription medicine that are given to children these days for wrestling with anxiety. It, it, it really is. And um, th- that's a different conversation about sort of what world and society we're creating, but, but that kind of anxiety uh, that's... that's Recognised and diagnosed as a mood disorder is, is a little bit different in the sense that this is something that anxieties that we carry without any stressors. There's no um, reason to feel that anxious. What we're talking about here is, is the everyday things about life, stuff that stresses all of us out, our job, our kids, time, busyness. Uh, how am I going to make it through all of this? Uh, money, health, uh, moving relationship issues, name it, things that is pretty clear, we can put our finger on the pulse, what is it that's stressing me out? These are the anxieties that we're talking about here this morning. And and about those, God says to us this morning, don't be anxious about those things. The the, the grammar, grammar people here is, is, in the Greek, is, is an imperative it's, it's kind of a strong way to put this. It says it's imperative that you don't carry a brick. God really does not want you to carry a brick. That's cool, you say. <laughs> but, but I do. I can't just not. I wish there was like a switch in my brain that I can just flick off and say, I just don't worry about the separation I'm going through, the cancer that I'm facing, uh, the hate speech, the kids at school who, who hate me and bully me, the worry that I have about my looks, about how I, all those things, you know. So what do I do? It's not as easy as just don't do it. Well, let's take this verse to the next step. Paul says, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Eventually, we're going to arrive at a point where what God wants to do is he wants you to exchange your brick for something else. If you've ever been on a diet... um, You kind of know that diets, the best diets are the ones where we replace the bad stuff we eat 
with a good thing that we want to eat. No diet works that you just say, I'm just not going to eat anything anymore. This doesn't work like that. You will fail very quickly. You've got to replace. You've got to take the bad thing, get rid of it, put a good thing in, of which you can have as much as you want, and probably you might succeed. This is a similar sort of thing. God wants us to replace the brick with something else. And we eventually get there by simply asking him, God, this is what I'd like you to do with my brick. However, before we get there, there are two words in this verse that are incredibly important. They're the words in bold. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make known your request to God. By everything, every situation, in prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, ask God to take your brick and give you there's something in return. I want to drill down on that a little bit. What does that actually mean with thanksgiving? You know, we sort of wonder, is this a bit, like a, a bit like an incantation or a spell? You know, you've got to say it right. And you've got to have some thanksgiving things in that prayer as you say it. Otherwise, it won't work. But it's not quite as superficial as that. I think this runs much, much deeper than that. One writer, Gordon Fee, talks about this. He talks about this giving thanks to God. Here's what he said. He says, in so doing, one acknowledges utter dependence on God while at the same time expressing complete trust in Him. Now, when we sit down in our moments of anxieties and stresses and we actually pray a quality prayer, what should happen is we should come to the realisation again and again and again that I'm talking to the all-powerful, ever-present, all-knowing, sovereign God of the universe who is my dad, who loves me. <laughs> Why do I carry this brick anyway? <laughs> if, if, if he is my father, if I am his child, if he loves me, if this is who he is, if this is who I am, then, then what is the brick? Why do I carry this brick? You know, from that position, when that acknowledgement, when that realisation pierces through in that moment of prayer, we are in a posture of thanksgiving. We can look to God and we can say, God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for who I am. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you that this brick here is really for you nothing, even though for me it is everything. And, and once we're in that position... Once we understand that, once we're reminded of that, it's a simple exchange. It almost comes naturally that we say, God, I know that I, I don't need to worry about this. It's not going to change anything anyway if I worry about it. So how about you take it? I'm done with it. Don't want to carry it anymore. 
Sometimes, sometimes we struggle with this. For some strange reason, sometimes we, we kind of want to carry the brick. You know, there's a subtle sense of, 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 of pride in us who kind of goes, I know God can carry it, but I, but I kind of want to. I, it makes me feel good to say, I can do it. I, I'm strong enough to carry this on my own. Sometimes we fall in love with the brick. We, we like it. We, we paint it. And we, we, we you know, we love it. We, we, we like to post about it on Facebook. We like to make it the central conversation that we have with all our friends. We like the whinge fest. We like the pity parties. We like all those. It, it's what we do. That's what we do instead. We, we, just, we just hold on to it for strange reasons sometimes. And, and what God's word is saying, no. That's not the life of a Christian. That's not what the cross was about. The cross was about a giant exchange where God took our sin and instead he gave us his life, the life of his son Jesus. And from that moment on, we ought not to be brick carriers anymore. Instead, what we do is we exchange the brick. We walk into prayer with a heavy brick. And we say, God, it's yours. I'm putting it down, no more. And God says, here you go. You get the stick. You walked into this prayer heavy, burden laden. You walk out of this prayer with something that supports you. Something that bears you up. Something that's light. Something that is useful to you. This is how good God is. And if you're not a Christian here today, my invitation to you stands if, if, you're, if you're laboring and suffering and struggling under the anxieties of life, Christians do too, but they know what they should be doing with it. If, if that's not even on your radar, please, consider it. Consider coming to Christ. Consider a life where you're given something that'll help you. That's not making life heavier for you, it's making it lighter. This is what God wants. What is the stick? Let me talk about it. Philippians goes there. It says this is what should happen if we pray this way. Peace, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. Peace. Biblical concept is shalom. Right throughout, this is what God wants to give the world. Peace, 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 peace. What is this kind of a peace? What are we talking about here? Three things. It says peace that transcends all understanding. Uh, does that mean that it's a kind of peace that I experience after I've prayed this way um, that I don't understand? It's true. It is a peace you don't fully understand, but more than that, it's a peace that's not from you. It's a kind of rest that God gives you. And many other stories that I've had with Christians and you have had where they testify to this in a difficult situation. They said, you know what, I should have been freaked out beyond my limits and yet I felt at peace. I felt okay. I had a stick. I could weather this because God gave me something. I can tell you it wasn't from me. 
It came from God. This is that sort of a piece that we talk about. It's not only that we don't understand it, it's just that it's purely not from us. It's supernatural. God gives it, right? That's the first thing. Second thing is this piece will sort of guard your hearts and minds. Guard is a military term. And I thought about having one of those sticks that you can pull out like a sword. It's got a blade in it as well. And that's kind of the stick that God gives us here. The beautiful metaphor is it'll protect you. <laughs> it will protect you. God's peace is, is, is like, a, like, a, like a garrison, that a fortress that maintains our hearts, our minds in a state of rest and peace over the many things that we are stressed out about. Then there's a third thing about this piece that's a bit surprising, but it's stunningly beautiful. We take the peace that transcends all understanding often to be taken for us as individuals, and that's true. God does want to give you, as an individual, his peace. But more than that, God wants to give his church as a collective in their relationships with each other his peace, his shalom, his rest. <laughs> People, and I like the way Brian almost prayed about it this morning, People should look in from the outside and go, this is freakishly weird how these people are at peace with each other. They are just at peace. We look at some of the difficulties they have, some of the challenges, the diversity of their personalities. They should not work, and they work. <laughs> They're at peace. They have something from God that is not from them, that is supernatural, that makes us as a church say we can work. We can be at peace with each other. We can love one another because we've got this peace that is just not from us. Now, this comes out in, in what Paul said earlier in this, these verses, which is why I got Carla to read the difficult names. Now, Paul says, I plead with Judea, with Syndicate, these, these two Christians in this church, Get along. Work out the troubles you had with each other because you should have a peace that reflects God to others. That's, that's what God gives us. That's what God gives his church. All right, let me bring this to a close. What should I do when I worry? Philippians is pretty clear. Go to God. Don't carry your anxieties. Don't carry your brick. Don't hold on to it. Get rid of it. Let God take it. Go to him with thanksgiving. Remind yourself of who he is. And God willing from him, you receive his complete peace. Let me finish with one point that I'll add that was a bit surprising about about this piece, I kind of wondered to myself, what? When Philippians talks about anxieties, do not be anxious about anything, what does it mean? What does it include? Um, I rule out some anxieties like, you know, if we're anxious about making the loan repayments on your second luxury boat, uh, yeah, well, still pray about it, but I suspect God's going to say to you, just sell the boat. Um, you know, there are, there are, not all anxieties are equal. There are some that are more legit and valid than others, but 
and we talked about the medical type of anxieties, and I stand by the point we made that all worries and anxieties of life are included in this deal. Um, but there's one that was very particular. I, I looked at the word, and it's not on the slideshow, the word that Philippians uses for anxious or anxieties. It's a Greek word. It says merimneo, I think is how you pronounce it. I'm a nerd, so I found out how many times is this particular word anxieties used across the whole New Testament and then I read all 19 of them and there's something striking about that. Across the 19 times that you have this word anxieties in the New Testament, the overwhelming majority of them are in a context where Christians are stressed out about speaking up for Jesus. Stressed out because at school they made a choice that reflected they're a Christian and they're, they're copying it for it. At work, maybe in your family, maybe in your, <laughs> in your social group, on your footy team, in your sports club. It doesn't matter where it is, but the truth is if you're going to live for Jesus, at some point, you know, it's going to give you a few bricks to carry. That's a certainty. You can expect that. But what's beautiful about it is that God is saying, I don't want you to carry the bricks. Even if, especially if you cop it for being a Christian. If you're copying it for being a Christian, pray. The incredible beauty about this is that God is saying to us as a church, if, if we're copying it, in our community, pray. Pray, 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 pray. It, it's prayer that is going to fuel our Ignite mission as, as a church. That's going to make us endure, put up, be at peace, maybe even welcome everything we cop for speaking up for Jesus. God is resourcing his church, his people, his children to shine his light into the world. To not let the anxieties that may come our way so worry us, so stress us, that we don't speak up for Jesus. It's a wonderful thing. When you cop it for Jesus, be reminded that your God is greater than anything you might cop. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word which is fantastic and helpful, and useful. I just pray for every single person in this building right now who carry bricks. I ask that today will be the day where they get put down. Father, may they not carry them one step further. May we bring it to you May we be reminded of who you are. And may we wake up tomorrow being confident that we can trust you. We can carry on. We can wake up in the morning. We can go back to work, school, uni, whatever it is. Because you're our dad who loves us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.